here we are. New artist spotlight brought to you by Deemer Box, the DB1, the DB2. We're fired up to be partnered with Deemer Box. You guys got to check them out. You girls got to check them out. We run all of our music through them. One speaker system, two speaker system. You can pair them together. We got them around the pool. We got them around our camps, our duck lodges, the sound quality, the volume. Consistency is there. 100% waterproof. And um, you can get 50 hours out of one battery charge. You can charge your cell phone off of them. You can take the plug out, put it in the front of the system, and you can float these. Put some ice in there. Put a couple cold beers. Put your pistol in there. Put your licenses in there, fishing, hunting licenses, your wallet, your money, wherever you're at. It's protected. You can put locks on them. I love them. Thank you, Deemer Box. It's the new artist spotlight. Also brought to you by the one and only Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Enjoy it responsibly. Never, ever allow underage drinking. Every single offering that Jack Daniels has. You've heard me talk about the old number seven, the Gentleman Jack, the Single Barrel, the Sinatra, the Gold, the Triple Mash, the Bonded, the Tennessee flavors like Fire and Apple and Honey. I love it all. I love the culture. I love Lynchburg. I love the people. Casey and Greg and Tommy, the entire crew, Mr. Kevin. Miss Lexi, Mr. Josh, I can't wait to get back there in October for the Jack World Championship Barbecue. Thank you all for listening to the new Artist Spotlight. It's Breed Love. I love this dude. I met him in Panama City Beach. Met him from my Zach Brown family. Chad Payne, thank you for the intro. I love his voice. I love his style. I just love his heart. I love his message. And I think he's going somewhere. Y'all check out Breed Love, B-R-E-E-D-L-O-V-E. One word. You can find him on iTunes. More new music coming. A new tour. We talk about all of it today. We're going to get into more and more with Breed Love as we go down the road. We're going to have more episodes with this man. Again, this is Breed Love. It's the new artist spotlight brought to you by Deemer Box, brought to you by Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Hope y'all enjoy it. What kind of shows were you playing in Alabama? Was it? Was it yeah, uh... so the guy, yeah, the guy who's here, man, owns this lodge, beautiful lodge out here, man. I'll, I'll show you in a little bit. So he's got like eight or nine of these little, couch, little houses out here. So every year we kind of come out here, he's got a pavilion. He, he bought back here, a bit of whole pavilion. So I come out and play shows with like people that are here, some of the local about guys that are in town and get the chance to bring the wife and kids out and hang out of here. And the grandson came last night. Oh yeah, so is it kind of like a Memorial Day celebration on a like kind of a resort lake and lake resort yeah, stuff exactly like that? Yeah, exactly right. Like if you can see it right over there is where the boat boat ramp is. Yeah, and there's like ten of these camp these uh, cabin houses like back to back to back over here all through here. So I come down to play for the patrons here. Some like the mayor and them came by. Some of the guys from local radio stations came by and heard me. I've done it now for probably going on probably two years now. I've done this for this guy. He's super nice. He's Monty Yeager. The place is called a Waterloo Lodge. Waterloo, nice. Alabama. Where are you from, Breedlove? So I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, moved to Tupelo, Mississippi. When I was a kid, my mom was down here, and then I grew up in Tupelo my whole life, which is Elvis Presley's birthplace. And um, pretty much just kind of fell into the Southern music stuff on there. I never really listened to country or anything like that. You know, we were, when we were kids, but kind of got into it because it was the niche of things to do, like winning Rome. So uh, the South would put you on there. So, yeah, I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but lived in Tupelo, Mississippi my whole life. Still live there to this day. So we'll we'll get into like your the your name and your family name and your namesake and how it how it makes its way into the music world. But when you're when you're being raised in Tupelo, Mississippi, the home of really the king of all music, Elvis Presley. Um, I know you got James Brown. I know you got guys that are considered the king of country, like George Strait. But Elvis Presley really broke down a lot of barriers. There will 
100% never be another Elvis Presley. Um, what, was this a huge inspiration? And are you getting into music at a young age? To be honest with you, so moving down to Tupelo, I didn't really know much about Elvis. You hear about it all the time, like Elvis this, because Tupelo and Elvis go hand in hand, especially the new movie that dropped here recently. But I'll be honest with you, man, growing up, Chad, I, I didn't really listen to Elvis a lot, I'll be honest with you. My mom always had like Motown, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations. You know, I was actually named after Michael Jackson for my grandmother when we were kids, man. They were huge fans of Jackson's vibe. So who knew I was going to play music, I guess, at a young age, but it kind of rolled from there and kind of got to there. So I guess it's just a soul. It was kind of always there for my mom and then kind of just went from there. So when you're at this stage in your career now, do you still, do you still tap into those inspirations of the Jackson five and, and Smokey Robinson and, and, and kind of that, that Motown flavor? Oh, it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. It's funny. Like, you know, you've heard me sing before, Chad, you know, I got a real soulful voice, man. I love playing acoustic music. I love playing songs that you want to hear. I could take a song that's been played a million times. And I want to break it down to spare bones to give you a real acoustic version of that. So I like the Joe Cockers and the Smokey Robinsons and that real soulful music. That's what I'm going for, man. I hope that's coming back in music. And I think it is with the Chris Stapleton and the Sergio Simpsons and stuff like that. The soul is coming back to music nowadays. What, so what is your end game here? Like when, when you start talking about music is coming back to where, you know, you see it evolving to and where I, I, I also want there to be an evolvement back into real country music, not just soulful, but just real, yeah. real music that I, you know, I think that a lot of this, what I coin as cubicle country where songs are just being pushed around and being pushed up the charts as fast as they, as they come out. Um, I, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of talent in Nashville and other places in the country with music, but with the TikToks and the talent shows and, and everything, there has been a lot of careers vaulted in different ways than back in the seventies, eighties and nineties, when you actually had to do what you did last night and play at the Waterloo, you know, at the Waterloo boat resort and keep working your way up through the honky tonks and then get yeah. discovered by a record executive. Are you hoping that it goes that way? And is that your in game breed love is to, is to, is to be a mainstream artist? Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, I don't really care about the notoriety. Of course, it's good to have a cushion to live off of. We got to make a living. You know that, right? But to do something you love and make a living doing that to help your family and provide for that, that is what I want to do. I don't think I'm, I never thought I was actually made for like the, the work life, the, the you know, nine to five stuff on there. Definitely was the music, man. It's my passion. I love it. I think it's great. So that's, yeah, I mean, getting a, getting a record, it'll be great. Moving up through the charts would be great too as well. But just make sure the music speaks for itself. That's what I really want to do, man. And the talent should, you know, be as well equally what what do you what would you say are your talents like what how does a when a guy when a a, a talent scout comes in and watches a breed love show what does he or her come back and report to the boss like what they saw with breed love so like it's always about the voice the passion i want to make you feel the song i want to make you feel every single word i sing when i sing something on there anybody can go out there they can sing a million songs back to back just get the paycheck go through a whole set of the shows and you see it all the time, Chad. You've been a bunch of concerts where you thought your favorite artist was your favorite artist and you end up meeting them or hanging out with them or something. And it wasn't. Their passion has just left, left out the window. They don't care about them anymore. I want to keep the passion and country music and soul music live. So I think that's what they're looking for is the voice, the drive, and just the dedication to it. And staying humble in time. you got to stay humble in this business, man. It'll take you so much further in life than just being like, oh, I can sing. Here's a show. That's what I got going on. So humility plays a big role in it. And then, uh, you know, one of the best ways or easiest ways to show humility is through songwriting. Are you writing a lot? Are you co-writing a lot? Do you, do you concentrate and focus on your lyrics and your act and actual originals and coming out with an original catalog? 
Yeah, so when we were younger, my brother and I played in a band together, and I attribute a lot of the, the co-writing and songwriting with him because he done such an amazing job doing that for us. So we got some songs that came out that we released back in the day that I'm going to take them acoustically and do it as well. I think songwriting is the best way to do it. I mean, covers are good to get you in the door. You know that. But you got to eventually be your own artist, do your own thing, play your own stuff. That's that's the end result. Do nothing but original songs that you can put your own music out there for. And yes, that's what we're working on. Yeah, I think that originals are, you know, they say a lot about the artist. Are you are you looking as far as like, you know, when you start thinking about songwriting and then being a performer and being an artist, are you do you also have a goal of getting one of your originals picked up by a current everyday artist like a Sturgill or like a Stapleton or like somebody that's on the radio right now? I wouldn't mind it. I think it's a very humbling thing to get, get a cut. A cut gets you out there. You know, with Chris, Chris was a songwriter before this. And he got a bunch of cuts through other artists, and that's what made him push off to be his own artist as himself. That's a humbling thing, I think, yeah. But, I mean, I, of course, I don't want to just give away my greatest songs or whatever on there. But whatever stepping plateau I can have to help out to get to where I need to be, of course, I'm down for that, of course. So how do we meet each other? You have a relationship with Chad Payne, who is the director of security yeah. for Zach Brown and the Zach Brown Band. I've been friends with those guys for a long time. Are you... Do you, are, are you sitting around playing somewhere where Chad sees you and sees something in you to where he's like, man, this dude's got it? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. So funny story. I play a lot in Panama City Beach. This is where me and you met as well. It's kind of like a second home to me down there. Big shouts out to Palmetto and, and Natalie and all the crew too as well. They're amazing as well. Um, but going down there and hanging out, I went down there to play a show. And it just so happened that my gig that I was playing that day was double booked by the agent that was down there. So ironically, I went to a place called Diego's to see my other friends play, Colin Mitchell and Alec Culture Shield. These guys are amazing down there in Florida. So because of this cancellation, Chad, I went over here to this show, walked in, and Chad was there in the crowd. Of course, they get me on stage to sing a song, and then Kara hears me sing, and she's like, hey, you got to meet this and meet that. It couldn't find out me and Chad share the same birthday, which is why we were down there July 24th, which is crazy, absolutely nuts on there, man. And uh, it went from there. It went from there, so it's wild. Have you had a chance to meet Zach? I have not. So we're actually going to go. Um, I talked to Chad almost little, it, periodically every day on there. We're heading over to the show in Pelham, Alabama here in about uh, three weeks from now. And I think that's the chance we're going to go back and hang out and see them over there. But yeah, Chad's amazing, man. He's a super nice guy. The whole family's good people. Yeah, he's great. I talked to him yesterday. He's uh, He's got an ear for music, too. So if him and Kara, his lovely bride, mm-hmm. are listening to Breed Love and thinking that you got it, it's kind of cool when you have when you go into a place and you see that and you see it a lot in Nashville, there's a lot of talent in Nashville, but it's oh, even yeah. cool. It's even cooler when you're around PCB or somewhere like Waterloo, Alabama or Baton Rouge or somewhere, a lot of the places that, that you can go and find really soulful music and you hear an artist and you're like, man, I want to hear that guy again. And that's what I've always liked to do has been like recognizing that and then being able to mm-hmm. start a dialogue and kind of see what, who they are and what they're doing. And it, it just leads down a rabbit hole. That's pretty neat to understand how you end up on that stage with a guitar and that lyric and, and doing the things that you do. It's just, I, I always really want to get inside the artist's head of what is the end game? Because music yeah. is a passion, but if yeah. you're trying to do it as a career and you, you want to have a long career, you got to put asses in seats. There's, there's not a lot of money. I don't know. That's, that might sound dumb. That, that might be ignorant to say there's, no, right. there's no albums anymore. The streaming has really changed the way that artists are develop revenue through the actual song. The songwriters yeah. will still make the money if it goes number one. Um, but there's, there's the days of a, of a single besides a couple that, you know, stay at number one for four or five weeks at a time. It just seems mm-hmm. like it's so fast paced now and ever, ever revolving. It's like a revolving door of songs. Like you got to put, asses in the seats you got to sell merch 
when you got you, yep. you have to have a you have to have a cult following and, yep. and and i think that that might be the way that you're doing it is to to get out there play the music meet the people develop mm -hmm. that following and then continue to grow there's a lot of artists that have done that willie nelson did it that way yeah, eric, course, yeah. eric church did it that way mm -hmm. sturgill simpson did it there's a lot of people that have developed you know whiskey myers my favorite band in america love right them. now love they, yeah, love they're, they're 100 percent independent 100 mm -hmm. percent, and they've yeah. got an audience that i don't know if they play in front of a crowd that's not sold out anywhere right. they go so it can be done but is that really what you're striving to do do you work with agents do you work with a management company are you trying to get that that entire you know that entire career going on in the music business yeah i think i think growing it organically is, is the best way to go nowadays organically is the best way to go independent artists nowadays you got like up church and jelly roll which we just did the show in Tupelo, Mississippi about a week and a half ago. I played the VIP show for Jelly Roll and Brantley Gilbert. They came in town and did a tour down here in my hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi. And so to see people like that that are independent artists like Jelly Roll, Upchurch and stuff like that, that's the way I want to go. I don't want to be tied down to a label that says, you got to wear this, you got to sing this, you got to be that. But I want to make a living as well. But I think growing organically, going out, actually meeting the people, shaking hands, kissing babies, putting asses in seat, putting beers in hands and meeting them that way, that's the way I want to do it personally. That's, I hope that's how it goes for me, yeah, for sure. And do you think that you, you said that you had a band when you were coming up early. Is, is this something that would turn in and, and evolve back into that? Or do you stay could be. a solo acoustic career for most of your, your, your career? Yeah, I mean, it could be on there. Sorry, they got motorcycles going out here. Right. I mean, it could be, Chad. I mean, the thing is, I had a band back in the day called Love and War. It was a band me, Michael Bree Love and Eddie Warren for Love and War. Eddie passed away about five years ago, man. He would have, he would have loved Panama. He never got to see Panama with no travel or anything. And once he kind of passed away, I kind of took a break on doing the, the whole band thing because I didn't feel that connection that I had with him when I had with him. So, I mean, I guess if I grow it organically, play acoustic, eventually I think I want to put it to a band because some of the bigger places that you play at, they want you to have a full set band, the drums, the bass, and all that. But I like going out there like George does, man. One man, one guitar, and just give you what you got. That's the kind of theory that I'm, that I'm shooting for. Like who does? Say that again. Uh, George Strait. You know, all oh, George just... needs is just one man, one guitar. He don't need no smoking mirrors, no dancers behind him. No auto tune, no melodyne. Just give you what you got, man. What do you think of what should a what should a band have in it? I I, I love this part of 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 processing. Does it have to have a pedal steel in it? Do you want to have that old school sound into the pedal steel like George did and Waylon and Merle? They all had pedal steels, and there's still some acts today that have yeah. pedal steels in the band. Um, John yeah. Party's got a pedal steel. He's country as hell. Um, oh, do yeah. you, I know that country is not really your heaviest influence, but what would your band look like, Breedlove, mm -hmm. if I was to go to a show? Do you have a stand-up bass? Are you old school like that? Or is it a ripping uh, lead guitarist with a badass percussion section with a bassist <laughs> yeah. and a drummer? What, what, what does the Breedlove band look like in the long run? So in the long run, you know, me, me on acoustic, obviously, I'd love a steel. I'd love a fiddle, man. Fiddle would be amazing on there. Kind of like what uh, some of the guys are doing nowadays. Like, for instance, Cody Johnson, man, his fiddle player is killer. Absolutely phenomenal. So having a good guitar, a good lead guitar player, a fiddle. I don't know about a stand-up bass, but I think all acoustic would be kind of cool, man. Like a campfire-type setting on there, man. Like I had an idea for a tour next year called No Smoking Mirrors, which means all you get is what you get. Me sitting down around, uh, you know, like a campfire-type setting on the tour, Guitar, guitar, bass, fiddle, maybe some steel, but something just real basic and playing, and you just get what you hear. It's easy like that. That's what I would like to do. Do you do you play an instrument like I saw you? You have a, an acoustic guitar on you. Can you? Are you a picker or are you a strummer? Yeah. Are you a strummer and a lyricist, or can you get down on it? 
I mean, I, I can rock a little bit. I'm not definitely not a lead guitar player by any means. I think I'm more of an acoustic kind of guy. I like to play. I like to finger pick. You heard that, of course, as well. I play piano. I play guitar and I play drums. I can't do all three at one time, but I mean, you know, I prefer to play the guitar. But definitely a guitar picker, man. I think the melody speaks for itself. I'm not a shredder. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do any of that. But yeah. Do you want to get there? Because. Mm. Do you want? Yeah, do, I mean, I, I'm just wondering, like, when you have a guitar in your hand. Um, you know, there's so many great guitarists in the world and there's great session yeah. guitarists and there's people like, you know, whether it's Slash or whoever a lead guitarist has become world famous for their guitar talents that really don't sing anything, maybe except the occasional backup lyric. Right. Do you have, do you have aspirations? Cause your name, and I want to get into this, tell us the story, a little history of how, when you, when you Google breed love, the first thing mm -hmm. that comes up is music, but it's based yep. on you're on there, but it's also yep. based on the guitar company. So it's a funny story about that. So it's, it's kind of like a running kind of funny story about that. So actually, I told Chad the same story. About 10 years ago, I started playing guitar since I was like 12. But about 10, 12 years ago, man, I saw online where there's a Breed Love guitar company on there. So my family, I reached out to them. They said we might be kin to them. I don't know, Chad, if it's true or not on there. But I know I reached out to Artist Relations, and they've reached back to me as well. I do play Breed Love guitars on there. But they sold the company. It started back in the, I think, 1990s, where Kim Breed Love and Larry Breed Love, I think, started the company out of Bend, Oregon. And then they ended up selling the company in 2016 or 17 to two old hippies company on there. So the name's still stuck with it, but the company is not no longer with the Breed Love primarily on there. But I do play, I do play the Breed Love guitar. So mainly, I don't know for Ken, honestly, but that's what I've always heard. So I just stick to what I know. <laughs> just I'm going to be honest. I'm, it's a great thing. I mean, the guitars come in. It's awesome concept on there. And like my PR guy now, uh, he just made a, a website called Breed Love Acoustic which ties into all of that. So that's my new uh, go-to for my music, my TikTok, not my TikTok, my Instagram and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great namesake for sure on there. And like I said, somewhere down the line, I'm sure we are, but I just don't personally know. So I don't want them to, to kill me, but yes, I'm always here for that as well. Is, has Chad Payne introduced you to the Deemer box? Uh, not yet. No, he hasn't. Okay, say <clears> it again. The Deemer box. Have you been introduced to the Deemer box by Mr. Chad oh, yeah, Payne? The, on the beach that day was badass. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about right here. This is Breed Love. This is our new artist spotlight brought to you by Deemer Box. And I had my Deemer Box in PCB when I met Breed Love. And you guys got to check them out. They got the DB1, the DB2, the two speaker, the one speaker, 100% waterproof, 50 uh, hours on one battery charge. You can charge your cell phone in there with a USB. You take you take out the plug, put it in the outside. It'll float behind your float tube if you're fishing. I just got back from Lake Tahoe and I had it floating out with us with a little bit of ice and a couple of cold beers in there. Deemer Box is changing the way we get our music and that's what i wanted to have breed love on the show because when i saw him playing in panama city beach he's the kind of music that you can groove to he's the kind of music that you can get into because it's honest it's real it's legitimate and most of importantly it's authentic i want to hear authenticity when i hear my artists when i hear my music and i also want to hear that all of the different treble the bass all of the different tones the different pitches in their voices and that's why we choose deemer box today's episode of this life ain't for everybody is brought to you by the one and only deemer box get yours today the db1 or the db2 breed love i got a message that just came in that uh that you don't know how to cook and now I thought I you did know, cook. I thought you did know how to cook because you were thrown down the beach, but Chad Payne just sent me a text and says to make sure that you understand that you're not a good cook. Is this true or what's Jesus up? Christ. Hey, I'll tell you what, I didn't cook the breakfast this morning, but I'll tell you one thing. 
Yeah, we threw down down there, man. Uh, we did some steaks and cook. I know how to cook. Don't let him lie to you on there. We were out there at the Palmetto and the Swicks with Dean. I don't know if you know Dean or not. He was a good buddy. I never met him through Chad as well. And um, Dean, we were trying to cook some meals down there, and this wind came through like a hurricane. We were like fighting it like the Hell's Kitchen down there, cooking and stuff on there. So maybe that's why it looks a little crazy. But yeah, I can definitely cook. Chad, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'll see you in in Alabama here in a couple weeks, and I'll show you how to cook something. What do you like to throw down on? Are you a southern? Are you a southern uh, aficionado, or do you have kind of a worldwide palate? Love a steak, man. A good burger on there. Me, venison. I love doing some man. Some good. Some deer meat's always good, man. Jerky. I think right now I'm kind of in more into the crawfish season when it's in season. A good crawfish bowl, man, is like, that's my forte. I love that for sure. That's a lot of work for a little bit of meat, but let's talk you about a crawfish <laughs> boil. Um, I guess my goal in life would be to try to have um, like seven or eight people that just would sit down with me that would pick all the meat out of the tail and the claws for me. Do you, <laughs> I, th- I think that that's a far-fetched goal because I do enjoy the camaraderie, the socializing about um, in the South food is different, but a crawfish boil is really different because it yeah. is unbelievably good with the sausages, the corn. Sometimes you got yep. artichoke in there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you got red potatoes in there. You got your fish in there, your seasonings. The question is though, Bree Love, do you suck the head on every one of them or like one out of every 10? Because like I see some Cajuns that literally like every one they're ripping the head out and getting to the brain. I don't understand that concept at all. No, man, I'm a one out of every 20 because all that juice and all that heat is going to come to the head. And we use a lot of spice, man. So if you're constantly knocking out one, two, three, four, five, you're going to have heartburn city in the morning, brother. That's not the way I want to go. So I'm telling you one out of 20, maybe every once in a while. But yeah, I love the concept of getting together, hanging out. I think the food, it's great to eat, but the camaraderie, the hangout, we'll play some guitar after that, you know, and just really enjoy. I think it's just the coming together, which we lost a lot of that in 2020, man. A lot of the musicians couldn't do shit or couldn't do anything on there. So it really hurt the concept of that. So now we're all coming back. We're healing again. So the crawfish bowls and the cookouts and stuff, bring the family back together. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think that what I see in your future right now, a little idea going through my head, and I'm probably not the original, but now that you mention that, I think that when you come back into the spring, of 2023 you need to look at having the breed love fest and you need to get with pain and you need to figure out how to put this together but you got to take your name you got to take your name and you got to break it up into both of the words of the name we got to get some love back into our friendships we got to get trust back into it people are scared of their own shadow because of what it just what we just went through so the breed love fest is going to be a crawfish boil in the spring of 2023 maybe maybe may maybe april at the height of the good the good cold water crawfish and even in the even in the louisiana waters we don't want them we don't want them in june or july we want them earlier than that but the breed love music fest we're going to have some different independent independent artists on there and we got to start we got to start breeding breeding that trust (laughs) and that legitimacy back into our friendships into our relationships because some people are judging still like oh you got a mask on you're an idiot oh you don't have a mask on you're this or or we're not going to go outside or we are going to go, who can we trust? How are we going to get sick still? Have, have we been compromised at all? Let's get something going with this name breed love because it is a badass concept. And and I'm not trying to be a hippie. I'm not trying to throw two fingers up and say peace and all that. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I'm just saying that, that there really is something to be said about compassion and trust and love and true, true, true friendships and relationships. And I think that that could be a pretty cool concept mixed with some crawfish and sucking yeah, the heads on a few crawfish, Breed Love. <laughs> yeah, it's down. You know, that's funny because, you know, my brother does a posting company called Breed Love, Not Hate. You know, he does music as well. I told you I grew up with him. We had a band back in the day when we were kids, man. And he kind of branched off, got married. And that kind of took a back step to what he needed to do with his career. 
And uh, but I think that's a great concept, man. When people come see me like, oh, is your name Breed Love? Is it a stage name? I'm like, no, it's my last name. It's really Breed Love. So I want to try to put that out the shows. I'm trying to stay humble and kind, meet people, be cool, man. Just show compassion, show love, man. And be, be what you think you want to be in life. That's, that should be a beautiful thing. I love it. How can we find you? How how do we find your music and how do we get into a crowd to see it? Is there are there talks of a of a tour where you're gonna get out west? Are you gonna get in the Midwest? What do we got? Are you gonna are you gonna hit Texas and get into that Texas music scene a little bit? What can we look forward to? It's funny you say Texas because a buddy of mine in Amarillo, Texas, just made this for me. It's the custom strap. I don't know if you saw that or not. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Leave away leathers, man, out of Amarillo, Texas. He's actually a truck driver and a good friend of ours, man. So anyway, that's crazy you said that. So yes, speaking of that, so he's got connects in Amarillo. So right now, being an independent artist, it's hard for me to book things. I just got a new PR guy from uh, from Florida called 850 Productions. His name is Colby Shaw. And so he's running all my game network on there. So anything you find my network, you can find all my music on breedloveacoustic.com. My Instagram is thebreedlovem. I think we just hit like 60,000 followers, which is crazy if you think about that. And that's organically, Chad. Like, I'm not going out there playing big stadium venues and saying, hey, put me on there. This is like a slow process of 500 here, 100 here, 200 here to make it what it is. That's just a combination of me traveling through Florida, Alabama, and Georgia doing like that. And how how do you, when you travel, are we looking at a, a Sprinter van with a, a trailer behind it? Is this is this the life you're going to be living when you get on the road like that? That's true, yeah. I want it simple simple and compact, something small, nothing crazy on it. Yeah, a Sprinter van would be ideal. I was talking to my wife, you know, Actually, I wouldn't mind even getting like a camper van and just doing like a, what do you call it, a conversion van on there. That's something kind of cool, using it like that. Because it's a very simple setup, Chad. It's a very acoustic, one man, one song. I'm going to give you the passion, the love you want from the show. And I want you to feel like you're part of the gig. I want you to be in there. I can feel what you feel for me. So no huge, crazy production. Not right now, at least. But the end result, maybe. Who knows? So this is going to be your, this is your goal, is to become an artist, full-time music artist, yeah. and yeah. raise your family and, and be the provider of your family through the yeah. music business. 100%. I want my grandkids and my kids to grow up thinking, knowing that dad did the best they could, the granddad did the best they could, and showing them that anybody can do it. If you got enough passion for something, you can make anything happen in the world. And what are the next steps when you leave Alabama? What 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 is a day in the life of Breedlove like? Do you do you where do you live full time? Where do you head from where you're sitting right now? And 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 yeah. when you do get back to work tomorrow morning, what does your day consist of? So I don't work a nine to five. Music is all I do for a pastor. That's all I got. So I don't have a nine to five job on it. So it is a nine to five. Tomorrow morning, get up, go back home. I play in my hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi, a place called Toast Cocktail Bar. It's a new piano bar in town. And then I'm getting ready to write some more music, produce some more stuff. And I think the end result is I'm heading back to Florida, probably Chad, in the next two and a half to three weeks on there. When I go see Chad and them in Pelham, right after Pelham with Zach, I'm going straight back to Panama and hitting the grind again on there. And when you say Panama City Beach, is that kind of like the headquarters it has of Breedlove? Yeah. yeah, it has been. So I've been playing a lot in Mississippi, Tennessee, a little bit here and there in town. But once I got to Panama, man, it was like an open door. Man. I just have so many venues down there. And it's good people. You know that. They're great people down there, man. They're real receiving of love, good, honest, acoustic music. So that's that's the, the hub right now. Yeah, it's Panama City Beach. Yeah, that's well, 38, stuff like that. How long can you play at PCB? Can I mean, meaning that once it gets to be October, <laughs> November, is it still good enough uh, weather to where people are, are at the Palmetto and people are seeing you jam down there? Possibly, but I play anywhere from Diego's to, to Salty Hobo to uh, Salty Net, stuff like that, a place called Shore Dog. So I kind of branched out between bars along the, uh, the speech scene on there. But yeah, during October, it slows down. But for me, I don't think it's going to be a bad idea. I'm so intertwined with some good people down there. I could probably book months in advance and play for months on in down there. I love it.
Yeah. I love it, Breedlove. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to know you. Thank you for being on the show. Um, I want to stay on it. Let's have another uh, conversation soon. Um, I can't wait to see where the career goes. I can't wait to hear some new music. It. Hopefully, Zach pulls you up out of the crowd in Alabama in three weeks oh, and God. lets you sing uh, Sweet Annie or something with him. A colder weather, right? Colder weather. Oh, man. <laughs> Colorado, baby. I've seen Zach Brown live. So many. I don't know if there's a better band of all time. And, um, this is true. They're, they're, they're tight. Yeah. They are a tight, tight band. I was talking to Chad about it, and I said that, I think, were you there whenever he did, whenever he sang uh, Colder Weather in Colorado, when that, that line hit on there, you know, she take Colorado if you take it with him, and they just went crazy, right? Yeah. Every, I probably have seen him in Denver at the amphitheater okay. and at the Colorado Rockies baseball park. Um, I've probably seen him seven times. And um, every single time he hits that line in colder weather, the place loses their mind. Those nuts, yeah. <laughs> loses their it, mind. Man. Yeah, love he's uh, that band um, from Jimmy to Clay to Coy. I mean, the entire rhythm and percussion. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing. And, and, and Zach, songwriting voice. And then, oh, you yeah. start di- and then you start dialing down his guitar style and the way he can pick a guitar. The dude is just awesome. He can rip. Funny because you're talking about play, and uh, I know it's about the motorcycles, but we're not far from the Trail of Tears down here, the big festival that happens, but there's a lot of bikes out there. So, play, I think you actually was in college with John Mayer. So, when I first heard of Clay Cook, it's the reference I had back in the day for him. Who would have thought that years later that him and Zach would have collaborated and together and started the band on there? But man, Clay did a version of Blackbird. I saw it at Eddie's Attic one time. Out, crazy, man. Absolutely nuts. Bonkers, man. So, the whole band is amazing. Very talented, very cool people really down to earth and really giving you genuine music for genuine people. Yeah. He was roommates with John Mayer at Berkeley in Boston. Wow. So they had, a, that, they had a band together and don't quote me on this and look it up if okay. you want, but on John's right. day, on John's debut album, I believe Clay Cook wrote, I think he's a writer on every one of the songs yeah, on, on, on most of them. If it's not all of them. Wow. I know yeah. that's crazy. Clay's got a lot of cuts on that first album because I think they wrote a lot of those when they were in the band together at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Have you seen speaking of Berkeley, have you seen the movie Whiplash? I did, I loved it. The drummer? Yeah, I love that movie. Badass, yeah, love it. Yeah. That's Berkeley. Badass. That's uh, my man Breedlove. Thank you for being on the show. That's This Life Ain't for Everybody, brought to you again by Deemer Box. Get your music, get it authentically through Deemer Box, the DB1, the DB2. And today, obviously, you know who we're brought by, the one and only, the iconic Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Everything they do, I can't wait to watch Breed Love again with some old number seven, some Gentleman Jack, some Single Barrel, some Jack Fire, Jack Honey, Jack Apple, the Sinatra, the new Bonded, the new Triple Mash, the new 10, the new Coy Hill. You name it, every single drop of Jack Daniels Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey is made right there in Lynchburg, Tennessee. They're sold in 170 countries. 170 countries, imagine that, and every drop is made in a little town of 350 people, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Thank you, Jack Daniels, for being the title sponsor of This Life Ain't For Everybody. And remember, This Life Ain't For Everybody came out of the country music world because in 2008, I got to go to Losers in Midtown Nashville, Music City, USA, for the first time in my life, and I saw This Life Ain't For Everybody behind the band, and I said, I'm going to try to trademark that. And we did, and we have it. Thank you for listening. This is Breedlove. Any final words, my man? Oh, we love you, man. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it, by the way. Big shouts out to The Foul Life and all merches online as well on there. And, guys, thank you so much for listening. Check me out at TheBreedloveM on Instagram. Anything online at www.breedloveacoustic.com. 
God bless you, Chad. I love you, brother. Good to see you, man. I hope to talk to you soon. Love you too, brother. See you soon. Thank you, Breedlove. Thank you all for listening. We're going to go out. What song you want to go out with? You got an original that you got that I can find? It's funny oh, you he, say that. Look at this guitar. He's grabbing it. What are we going to go out with? We're going to go out with my, with my original, my single, Living a Lie. I sent this to Chad, and he was going to let Zach here on the bus, so I wanted you to hear it. This morning, the sound of an empty room. Seems like all I do on these days is think of the way it's been. Yesterday, I told myself I tried. Who knows how to live a life? And I hope you're doing fine. Honey, I wish you the very best. I even loves you more than a day in your wedding dress. And if I don't succeed, girl, if I never see you again, still that I loved you, wish you were my best friend. Yesterday I told my friends I tried. I believe my life. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate you, brother.